All right, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. <clears throat> for those that are on this morning, uh, it is morning. For those of you that are watching at a different time, thanks and uh, glad that you had the opportunity to dig in. Uh, Talent Advancement Monthly training opportunity here, and we are gonna dig into the fruit of the spirit uh, in Galatians 5. But before we get started, never wanna do this apart from God. So Ed, would you open us in prayer? I'd love to, thanks Jeff. Heavenly Father, thank you uh, for this new beautiful day that you've made. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it, Lord. We give back to you this very life that you've given to us and say, have your way in us, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity uh, to come to you, that we can enter into your throne room because of your sacrifice that you made a way where there was no way. And Lord, we thank you for sending us the gift of the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. And Holy Spirit, we invite you now to come fill us with your presence, envelop us, open our eyes and ears to hear and see all that you have for us. We give you this time and we say, have your way in Jesus name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. I am going to share my screen. Um, if somebody can give me a thumbs up or I assume a few of you will still show up on my screen when I share it. I'm actually gonna do a full screen share. Uh, quick video, this is uh, Fruit of the Spirit, uh, comes out of an incredible resource for Greg Ogden, Discipleship Essentials. And uh, this is a quick six minute video that I thought would be a great way to tee this up for us. So with that, we'll go full screen. Somebody can let me know that this works. So we come now to lesson 15 on the fruit of the spirit, where we get specific about what the Lord wants to produce in our life. Paul opens up for us a cornucopia of delicious fruit that we would long to have uh, in our life. But I must start with one of my favorite stories uh, to open up this whole theme of the fruit of the spirit. Becky Pippert in her wonderful book, Hope Has Its Reasons, tells a story about an encounter with an Orthodox Hasidic Jew. She was living in Jerusalem, and as she was heading home to her apartment one day, she got off at the bus stop and realized that she got off at the wrong place. And she was now in an Orthodox Hasidic Jewish neighborhood. And her face communicated that she was lost. And all of a sudden she hears a voice behind her. Can I help you? And when she turned to look, there was a Hasidic Jewish man, earlocks, hair curls, and a black robe. And she registered surprise because she knew that Hasidic Jewish men were not allowed to talk to women in public. But he said, well, sometimes we're allowed to help people who look like they're in distress, and you look like you're in distress. And Becky explained that she was lost, and, uh, and this man started to walk with her towards her apartment. And as they were walking together, he introduced himself as Moshe, that he was a part of an Orthodox community, uh, and that uh, he was actually raised in Chicago. And so Becky says, oh, well, we have something in common. We're both religious. And Moshe says, are you Jewish, Becky? And Becky says, no, I'm a follower of Jesus. And Moshe said, I have never had a chance to talk to a religious Christian before. There's much I would like to ask you, but it's so difficult. If anyone in my community saw me holding this conversation with you, it would be very awkward. 
I have to be so careful. Yet when will I have this opportunity again? And Becky answered, I would love to talk with you. I would be honored if you'd be a guest at my apartment. He hesitated, he glanced around, he said, let's go quickly. <laughs> Once they settled in, Moshe began to pepper Becky with questions. What he wanted to know was what happened to human nature as a result of being in relationship with God through Christ. Becky responded by saying that while we put our faith in Christ, the Holy Spirit comes into our lives and transforms us day by day and enables us to be new people in Him. And then he asked the question that I wish many Christians would ask. What's the essence of this new nature? And then Becky recited Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23, the fruit of the Spirit. And with all the eagerness of a hungry heart, Moshe said, wait, say those words again. Becky repeated those words. Say them again, Becky. He asked. Then Moshe says with wonderment, what beautiful, beautiful words. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Imagine it. All these qualities come into your heart as a result of being in relationship with God. Just think, to receive the very nature of God as a gift. Not beating down evil inclinations with negatives, but rather fighting evil with positives. With the very attributes of God himself. Ah, what a precious gift you have inherited. Becky, do not take it lightly. All right, Jelani said that the audio may not have been great there. My apologies, I'll get it dialed in for next time. <clears throat> but uh, were you guys able to hear that for, for the most part? Awesome. Great on this, that is perfect. Yeah, it was great. Wow. Awesome. So um, total shameless plug for Discipleship Essentials book if you guys haven't used it. No, uh, the core is incredible. There's several resources, but I'm going through this with Chenzo. Um, Dave and Ed, um, Dave's taken a little reprieve, but, uh, but it's been an awesome resource for us to go through here. And I was just Googling more on the chapter that was in here. One of the things that I found was the author himself sharing and this story struck me. Right. And so I was thinking about this, um, uh, this Orthodox Jewish man, right. Moshe. And he says, there was a couple things that she, she read, right. Uh, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. He said, wait, say those words again. Right. And I just think about, do we have that desire to just hear those again? Maybe in the first time that he had heard it, he said, what beautiful words uh, was another comment that he made. And then I paused it just at inopportune time. I thought I could just click on the screen, but he said, what a precious gift you've inherited. Do not take it lightly. So I wonder if we were to ask ourselves, um, if we're being honest, are, are, are we taking it lightly? these this fruit of the spirit that we have right uh, that lives within us uh christ indwelling us so um i wanted to take you through a few things <clears throat> that that um how they describe the fruit of the spirit and if i am, can be uh clever enough i will attempt to uh cut and paste these into the chat as well uh but first off fruit of the spirit galatians 5 22 and 23 here's the the actual scripture but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. 
And so um, here, here's the, the way that, that Greg uh, describes each one of these in, um, in layman's terms here. And the first one, and I'm gonna read a quick story on this because it's just, this stuff just penetrated me as we went through the study this past week. But love, which is an unconquerable benevolence. There's a story um, that I'll read very quickly here. It's a story of a Korean couple that illustrates this kind of love. Their son, Ho-Ho, graduated with honors from Eastern College and was completing his medical degree at the University of Pennsylvania. While mailing a letter to his family, Ho-Ho was surrounded by a gang of teenage hoods, robbed of his pocket change and beaten to death. <clears throat> Ho's parents sat through the entire trial, saying nothing. Only after the guilty verdict was announced, they were given the opportunity to speak. They stepped forward and knelt in front of the judge's bench. The crowd sat in stunned silence as the parents begged for mercy for their son's murderers. And not only that, but they asked the judge to release the teenagers so that they could give these boys the home that they never had. They told the judge that they were Christians and therefore wanted to show the same grace they had received from God to those who had done this grievous evil. Love is God's unconquerable benevolence. And I'm going, you got like, hold on here. This is a, a whole new level, right? As I was going through this, um, it just really struck me. So again, that's the first one, love, unconquerable benevolence, joy, basking in the father's delight. So this is living under the pleasure of the father's uh, delight in us. It transcends our circumstances, right? Um, and we know this, that joy can coexist with suffering and grief, right? But it's this hope that's grounded in Christ's death and resurrection knowing how the story ends, right? So there's the joy that we're given through the Holy Spirit. Peace, simply, serenity from security. Um, it talks about shalom is not so much the absence of war, but the presence of a benevolent, just, and honorable king, right? So it's this notion that you can have serenity even when you don't have security in a given situation. Patience uh, or long-suffering here. One of the ingredients of patience is being slow to anger. And uh, in a moment, we're gonna, there's gonna be a little opportunity for introspection here, gang. So, uh, so make sure you're, you're, you're catching these, uh, these each here. And again, I'll, I'll go ahead and paste these in the chat in a moment. Um, we often do not extend the same patience to others that we want God to have with us. I'm like, yep, that sounds right. And if God suffers when I stumble, why can't I um, wait in suffering for others? I'm like, all right, so that's good too. Kindness, firm but gentle. Uh, Jesus was no pushover and displayed firmness and righteous anger toward the religious establishment, but to the vulnerable and hurting, he was tender. The spirit speaks a gentle word through us to other bruised people, a healing salve in a hostile world. Goodness, here's a definition that they have for this. Uh, one of the definitions of goodness is a love for the holy. Goodness can also mean a generosity or magnanimity nanimity of spirit. We live in a world full of hurts, bumps, and bruises. So do we uh, exhibit this goodness here? Faithfulness. We are most like God when we keep our covenant. Integrity must be our middle name. I was like, yes, FCA, core values. Jesus said, let your yes be yes, your no be no. Maybe said of all of us, if she said she would do it, you can count on it. Are we exhibiting that type of faithfulness? And gentleness, this one, probably second to the first story of love and the description of what happened to Ho-Ho and his family was this gentleness and its power under control. I'd never heard it described as this before. Um, and they say meekness, right? Maybe similar, but meek has nothing to do with being weak. It is the same word used to describe a snorting stallion. So just picture this, this snorting stallion whose power has been harnessed and brought under the control of the bit. 
Submission to the power of God is what gentleness conveys. I want to be the most gentle person that anybody comes to know, if that's what that is, power under control. And then self-control, um, allowing our passions to run wild. No, sorry, it means not allowing our passions to run wild, but harnessing them in the direction that God would have them go. Luther said, we cannot help it if birds fly over our heads. It's another thing if we invite them to build nests in our hair. Self-control is keeping the birds out of our hair. So if we have temptations uh, for a particular thing, it's to okay, acknowledge it. I love the, the, the analogy there of don't let them nest uh, in your hair. Just appreciate the beauty of them flying by. So the question for each of us here, right? If we are ministering um, to and through the coach uh, and to our volunteers, to our board members, to our donors, I think it's critical that we understand what God's done through us. So um, maybe if somebody's willing to share, how have you pursued growth in, in this area? of fruit of the spirit. In other words, maybe how can we grow in the fruit of the spirit? How do we receive it? Well, um, so I have it written down on my wall. I went to a joy class and then there was like fruits of the spirit was working through and things of that nature. So I have it on my wall and then I have a erase Oh, uh, forgot the, what the whiteboard. I have a small whiteboard where I put I am those things and then many other things. And literally, right before I left my house just now, I was reciting it even before I got on this call because I didn't, obviously I didn't really know. I didn't really pay attention to your email, Jeff, but I'm just saying <laughs> it was just first yeah. time um, about what we were going to be speaking about. So I just speak it over myself and I speak it to myself, saying that I am those things, even though it's really hard to. No problem. Um, even though it's really hard to to be those things sometimes, but if I speak it to myself and tell myself that I am those things already, um, sometimes it helps me mentally be those things. That's good. So just even a, a reading, a remembrance, um, a, a reminder of those things. That's really good. Thanks, Shanae. Love to tell you guys that we were savvy enough to coordinate that, but God's timing is perfect. Who else? I think for me, it's inviting brothers and sisters in to point out your blind spots and not being uh, too prideful to accept that. This is good, right? So um, I want to give somebody the opportunity, anybody the opportunity to share more, uh, but that will end up being a great segue into the next question. So again, Lord, thank you for, for Logan. What else? How do we pursue these things? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's uh, Logan's right. Um, for me, the first thing that came to my mind, I think there's a lot of ways that God develops this. And I will be the first to say that as you're reading these, I'm just like receiving them as punches as more than, you know, like badges of honor. But, um, you know, my relationship with my wife and my kids, I mean, goodness, I think God has a way of of teaching you um the gospel and teaching you these things through these really close relationships, because there's no hiding stuff in those relationships, right? It all comes out both sides. And um, I just think of each of these things as we go through it, just, I think God purposefully gave me little girls um, for a reason, knowing my weaknesses and knowing <laughs> how much of a, 
of a jerk I can be sometimes to, to begin to create some, some gentleness and patience and kindness in me. And so I'm, I'm grateful for those relationships. That's so good. So God using others in our lives, undoubtedly for this. So that I'll attempt to share, I just sent this to my brother this morning. If you guys can say that, see that there, stay connected to the vine. And I just think about the trellis and the vine when we studied that as a group together and such. And um, this notion of the fruit of the spirit, right? And it's um, it's really Christ in us, right? And this, this, this visual of the fruit and picturing maybe each of these being one of those um, qualities or characteristics, but they only exist when connected to the vine. Um, and so I, for me, this visual is very helpful. I desire to be, you know, this, this healthy set of fruit, right? That's hanging off of here. Yet, Aaron, if, I'm, if I think about it, it was more a punch to the gut and they may look a little more like raisins uh, than they do the, the healthy grapes there uh, oftentimes, but God's doing a work. Awesome. So here's the question um, for each of us here. If you run through that list, and really if it's in the chat now, so if you have access to the chat, uh, we'll take just a moment here, but um, where have you seen growth in one of these qualities? And then what might be one where you feel like you need God's grace for growth? So we'll give it just a second for you guys to, to spin through. Then I would encourage you to jot it down. Uh, text, you know, text yourself, take a note or something along those lines, but just a moment. And as you guys are finishing up, I'll just share mine. And, and if anybody wants to share theirs, you're certainly welcome to. For me, it was um, it was gentleness that I've seen God, uh, you know, doing a work in in my life there, and uh, and appreciate uh, the um, the difference. Whether it was when I became a believer um, and a gentleness I didn't have before, or the work He continues to do in me, right? And I'm thankful that He's He's promised to finish that as well. And then patience is where I absolutely, positively, 100% uh, need his grace. Um, I know that I can't do it on my own. And I notice the times where I lack patience. It is me trying to do something in my own strength. So that's, uh, those are the two areas for me right now. So you guys have those. That's for your own, um, for your own selves to, to, to work on in quiet time, maybe to share in a small group if you're a part of that, you, you know, you want to focus in those areas, you know, maybe people that can speak into your life in that. So if we know, oh, Aaron. Okay. If, if you know um, that this is how, if we know this is how our life is transformed, right? By the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, um, the indwelling of Christ. And how are we incorporating, this is for you guys, you're in the field right now. How are we incorporating this into our discipleship uh, with coaches, athletes, and volunteers? So, I mean, I can't get this off my mind, so I do want to share, and I think it does align with this question. But as I was hearing that story of the, the, um, the Jewish man and the, obviously the, the believing woman, um, I don't know. I think you see a lot of that nowadays. I was really grieved by that. You see, I was reminded of the passage where it talks about 
uh, I can't remember where it's at. Maybe it's Timothy or somewhere where it talks about these people that have a form of, of godliness, but deny its power. They have an appearance of godliness, but deny its power. And, I, and it's for me, it was tragic to hear that man who had probably a pretty tremendous knowledge of like who the one true God is and could tell you a lot about him, but had no personal experience of like, you know, the power and the working that he does internally in our hearts to transform us. And we see that a lot. I think we see that a lot and not just like, you know, Jewish people or people of other faiths, but even in our own, you know, evangelical world that we live in, you see a lot of people that know a lot about these things. And and so for me, I think how we incorporate this in with with specifically, I'm thinking coaches who are leading and who are impacting and influencing in ways is making them aware of this, that there is a way to be a part of, you know, this faith in like a mere knowledge or a mere involvement or a mere church attendance standpoint that completely misses the goal of it all and that completely denies the power um, that God, that the Holy Spirit gives us and, and grants us, you know, even this morning at a huddle at one of our high schools, we were talking about the passage where it talks about that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power of love and of self-control. And, and so for me, it's, it's challenging our coaches to not, to not just do the thing or to not just, you know, go through the motions, which they preach this every day at practice, but it's to really understand the purpose of what the Holy Spirit has for us and what he does in the heart of a person um, so yeah, that's what, that's what rattled around in my head is that story was shared. And I think it's important that we, we pass this along to our coaches. Ogden goes on to explain that this notion of transformation and discipleship isn't something that we do because we should, which I think is part of what you were describing there as this, you know, religious experience <clears throat> or a knowledge based thing, but rather, um, uh, but rather something we have a deep desire for, right? And that transformation to occur. So spot on. Others, practically, what are we doing with coaches, with athletes, volunteers? All right. <clears throat> if no others, um, the last piece of this here. So my, I guess my encouragement would be, and this is maybe the overlap, and so when, when Margot sees, we certainly have Pastor Frank on as well from, from Ministry Advancement. I talked about some of that overlap. Um, thank you guys for giving me permission to step in a little bit into the Ministry Advancement space. But if this is so important, if the, 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 the very essence of being a Christian is, is the Holy Spirit and Christ living in us, this ought to be something on the forefront that we're sharing, exhibiting number one, but sharing the importance of with our coaches and athletes. So if we're not doing it, maybe it's an encouragement to consider ways that we can incorporate it. Um, Elevating this, maybe, um, if, if necessary, not over other things, but maybe it hasn't been appropriately uh, discussed. So maybe God wants to uh, to do something with you guys in your huddles there. Um, so here's the, the exercise, and I modified this slightly. And maybe this is a, a place where we can get this started with our coaches. Um, and I think of all aspects of our ministry, donor ministry, volunteer ministry, board, um, and, and across the board here. But as an exercise and affirmation, Pick a coach or an athlete, could be a board member or volunteer, but if you, if you specifically have relationships, um, and I know each, I'm looking, everybody does, with a coach or an athlete, pick with one of those, pick one of those qualities, the fruit of the spirit, that, and share with them that you see that shining through them. So again, as an exercise and affirmation, just pick one of those. And it could be, you might have several coaches or athletes you want to do this with. 
but just to, to let them know that you see this shining through them. And I just wonder what type of conversation uh, that might spark, uh, might be just what they need this day. Uh, so pray that God would give you guys, um, you know, who that might be uh, in your life, in your, in your community, in your circles right now. All right. I mentioned this to be a little different today. Thanks for allowing us to, you know, incorporate some video, a study that really touched me um, and hopefully had an opportunity to, to be valuable to you as well. Any last comments from anybody out there? I am so super thankful. You know, oh, Pastor Frank, please. Yeah, Jeff, I was just going to say that, you know, man, no need to apologize from, from your lane or, you know, the disclaimer from ministry advancement as we're looking at people that we want to advance on our team that, you know, the Bible talks about that very talent that um, all these things are within us um, because we have the spirit of God in us. We just want the fruit to come forth. So we have to, you know, um, advance what's in us out of us, work out our salvation with fear and trembling. So, Man, these are the kind of teammates that we want to surround ourselves with, um, even in the process of their development. If we would meet somebody in the future that may not be ready for staff right now, as we um, put them in environments that uh, water that seed and allow, allow that fruit to develop, then we are advancing um, our gifts, our ministry, and our talent uh, to be, you know, a ministry that really comes alongside of people uh, to see development, no matter, you know, what role they play. So I appreciate this. This was great, man. Awesome. Well, I just thank Zoom for not rendering whatever image that is. I see a, I see a title of a file but I can't see what it says and I'll, I'll click on that later. But uh, I, you know, I gotta, I need some, 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 wow. He just went straight there. I hope this chat shows up in uh, the recording for those of you that want to see it. There's something, there's a question about um, that's a, you know, a spring sport in October anyway. So with that, I'm going to pray us out. Thank you guys for joining here this morning. Heavenly father. I thank you for teammates. I thank you for, Iron sharpening iron. I thank you for the Holy Spirit doing a work in us. And also, as we live that out, Father, as, um, as that fruit is exhibited in our lives, I pray that it, we would continue to, to reflect these, um, these qualities, these attributes, this fruit, Lord God. And I pray that you would use people in our lives to affirm us and uh, to keep us on the straight and narrow. Um, to call us out, to know our blind spots. And um, Father, we just, we pray over Red Sox fans. We pray over Yankee fans. Father, we pray over um, the entire team here. Thank you for the, the appropriate ribbing. Thank you for the unity that we have in you. Uh, thank you for Jesus and what your son did on the cross for us. In Jesus' name, amen.